0: Why is evangelism difficult? Why is it difficult to share the faith that we receive? After all, we talked about the essence of faith last week and how glorious it is. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. And that kind of glorious thing you think would be easy to share. After all, that's what like, light does. Have you ever tried to like bottle up light? You get a really bright light, you try to like, bottle it up. What does it do? It, like, it like, gets out. Like, you, you, can't, you can't quite it unless he get something like really solid. I've always been struck by this quote. I don't quote atheists very often, but I'm gonna quote one right here. Pen Penn Gillette of Penn and Teller, fun, magi- fun magician, not that great of a theologian, but uh, he said this once, he said, I've always said that I don't respect people who don't proselytize. I don't respect that at all. If you believe that there's a heaven and a hell and people could be going to hell or not getting eternal life and you think it's not really worth telling them because it would make it socially awkward and atheists who think people shouldn't proselytize and who say, just leave me alone, keep your religion to yourself. How much do you have to hate somebody not to proselytize? How much do you have to hate someone to believe everlasting life is possible and not tell them that. I mean, if I believed, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that a truck was coming at you, and you didn't believe the truck was bearing down on you, there is a certain point where I tackle you. And this is more important than that. I think Penn would have made a good preacher, too. So why don't we? All right. I could get people to like share why they don't, but I did a survey like a year and a half ago. So I actually know a little bit. And here are some of the things. Number one, I'm not confident. I don't know, like it's like a scary, like talking about things. Like it's, secondly, it's weird. Maybe the guy the end is near or like the fact that, yeah, I believe, you know, people rose from the dead and all sorts of weird stuff. Three, I don't know enough. After all, what if they ask me some like hard theological question like, hey, you know, what's with the deal with the problem of pain? Have you ever thought about that? Or, you know, what about these Bible versions? They're all weird. Four, my story isn't interesting. Okay, we're going to tackle all of these things one at a time. So first is I'm not confident. All right, we're going to look at our text because this is where it's leading. Paul says, Therefore, having this ministry by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart. Now, Paul is confident because of the glory of Jesus Christ. Because he has this Ministry And ministry here, we think of ministry maybe not quite like ministry really means like service, thing to do. He's confident because he has a ministry by the mercy of God, by the mercy of God. Now the mercy of God is God giving this as a gift. And this is really like, like the heart of the gospel is God's mercy. That he cared so much for humanity that God sent his only son so that he entered into this world, not just to teach us not just to live among us, but also to die on our behalf so that we who have nothing could have everything, so that we who were born into slavery to sin and death could live in righteousness and everlasting life and literally live forever. Like that is just such amazing news, the mercy of God. have you ever get this happens too much and maybe it's people in our church sometimes who do this but you know someone starts like a new diet and then you hang out with them and they just keep talking about it and they just talk about it and talk about it and it's so annoying like like I don't want to talk about diets while I'm eating food like I just want to eat it and enjoy it because it's good but it's like people people when they're excited about something, they share it. And if, and if, if people can be excited about kale, <laughs> it's literally kale, how much more can we be excited about something that doesn't just add us a, a few more years of miserable existence with vegetables, but eternal life with the best wine and feasts. I say, like, like, I'm a Christian, partially, I'm a Christian just for the party. Like I'm, I'm here for the party. Like, I've read the end of it, and it's, it's a party at the end. And, like, if we have that kind of ministry... Not, not just like beating people up with the law, not just telling people looking down like you should live better. But if we have the kind of ministry to share the best news, the goodness and the mercy of God, that God is merciful, God is loving, God is good, if we look to that, then we can be confident we do not lose heart. And uh, losing heart here, it's actually, like literally it's, we do not have bad conduct is probably the most literal way to take it because it it refers to like a, a soldier who's standing, supposed to be standing guard or standing in a line, but instead of standing when the trouble comes, he runs away. And so we do not run away when things get hard. And maybe like they thing saying with Paul's life here, like he has a lot of opposition. Things are hard. Things aren't going well. And this can, we can feel this kind of thing with Jesus Christ. Maybe the church today, we see people, you know, not as excited. It's not like big revival times. People walk away and are doubtful. And we can like, we don't lose heart. We don't fade away because, because we look to the mercy of God. We look back to God's mercy and not to the world around. And looking to God's merciful, the fact that God has been merciful in the gospel can cause us not to fall away, but to stand in the hard day. So if you're not confident, you need to look again and again to God's mercy. In fact, like this is, this is it. We, we constantly look back to the deepest truth of the gospel, that Jesus Christ gave his life, that Jesus Christ is the glorious one. It's like we need to stop looking at fearful headlines and fearful realities of things that aren't going well, but look again to the mercy of Jesus Christ again and again so that we do not lose heart. We naturally tell good things and I think like the deepest core, like our sharing the gospel comes from knowing Jesus Christ more and more leaning into him because we just naturally tell good news. It's like, I want to tell people the good news. I got like, I got a good deal on the van. How much more do I tell that I got eternal life literally for free? It's the most Dutch thing ever. It's like I got everything for nothing. Sailing. I don't evangelize because it's weird. Who wants to be weird? Uh, okay, just a couple of us. But you guys just want to be in a weird in a way that people like and think is fun, right? Yeah. Now, I am not strictly opposed to weirdness. After all, like, like we did, like we did street evangelism in our church. Like we went out to Fort Capel and we were like, hey guys, we'd like to learn about Jesus. Like, like that's weird. And everything is weird the first time we do it. After all, you know, I walk around and I see people staring at little magic boxes instead of like looking at like the mountain. You know, like you go to Banff and there's like mountains and people are staring at a little black box. Like that is weird. Like, who could possibly do that? Everything's weird until we do it. But like Paul, we need to be honest and reject techniques in sharing the good news that merely frighten or pressure people in ways that are not fitting to God. Paul says, we have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's word, but by the open statement of the truth, we would commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. There are three things Paul refuses to do, and you get the impression that these are things that other people might be doing, and Paul's like, no, we're not going to do this. The first is one, not to be disgraceful or underhanded. Now. This means he's not, like, tricky or hidden. Secondly, he is not tampering with God's Word. And, and tampering with God's Word, I mean, there are, obviously, you go around and there are some churches that will just not tell you some things that are in the Bible. Or openly just be like, God, ah, disagree with the Bible. Now, now, we're like good evangelicals and we don't do that, but there is danger. Like, there is danger. Like it says, practice cunning or tamper with God's word. Because for every person, there is a temptation to make God's word say what I want it to say, instead of what it is plainly saying. And there are often temptations. You go to, I have been. I'm not going to name any names. I've been to churches where people will be boldly, they'll preach the gospel from the sage. But if you talk to them in person... They will say maybe a little bit different thing. Like we want to say what we say openly. We say to all what we say in the closet. We say from the pulpit. Three. He says we speak clearly to everyone about what we believe. And we want to renounce underhanded ways and, and sneakiness. We want to say the truth. Now now in this, we never want, as believers, to tell people something that's not true. It's like, come to Jesus and all of your problems will go away. Well, that's that's true like in a long sense, but maybe not true in like a, a short term sense, because sometimes people come to Jesus and their lives get a lot harder. All of a sudden, instead of like flowing along with the world, you're swimming against the stream and it can be a difficult thing to do. It can be difficult to find out all of a sudden that you're like the selfish jerk who needs to repent and change. I was like, I find that out often in my life. And so when we, we, we speak the truth of Jesus Christ, we speak clearly and we don't say anything that's not true. We don't want to do bait and switch techniques. and this, we, don't, we, want, we don't want people in the church to be... We don't want to draw them with things other than the fact that we offer Jesus Christ. You know? All right. Don't manipulate people. Don't manipulate. Don't use emotional settings. Rely on God's spirit to open people's eyes. It's really hot in here today. This is the trouble when the weather is bad. All right. So it's weird. We reject salesmanship and pressure, but honestly and openly tell people what we believe All that I hope for evangelism for our church is that people are passionate about the truth of the gospel, that Jesus Christ saves us by his mercy alone, and you just openly talk about it with other people. That's all you have to do is just be honest every single day of the week about what you believe, who God is, and do it clearly winsomely without hiding anything you know it's interesting i am always shocked by this is that most people out there do not understand the gospel they think the church is about following a couple of rules